This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, welcome into the Sick Truth Podcast. Martial Arts alongside Mike Evans. Yeah. Thank you so much for downloading, for listening, for liking, for uh, subscribing, uh, whatever it is you do there on the YouTube machine. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm good. We got yeah. some uh, controversy going on do in, the, uh, in the NFL. Andrew Luck, remember him? Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. Andrew Luck? Ye of the neck beard. Yeah, what's your thoughts on neckbeards? I would think that somebody in that locker room would have the uh, the guts to walk up to an Andrew Luck and go, dude, well, yeah, what, what is, are you doing? What is the allure? Unless you're really curly and you get the ingrown hairs on your neck. You know, you see the guys with the, all the little bumps on their neck because they got the curly curls. It's like the pubic hair underneath your chin. And you get the little, uh, you know, ingrown hairs. Maybe that's to like grow it out so you don't get so many ingrown hairs from shaving. But other than that, I can't really understand what the allure of the neck beard is. Well, Andrew Luck clearly, because uh, he is a handsome fella. He walks. He, he is one he, handsome looking dude. And and his voice is so melodious. Yes, yeah. <laughs> melodious. <laughs> yeah, very nice. He, but he clearly walks to the beat of his own. Drummer, mm-hmm. right? He is he's a he's a, a different cat as evidenced by the fact that he walked away from the NFL. But the Colts have raised an issue with the NFL about possible tampering. So when Luck retired, he had three seasons remaining on his contract, and the contract told after his departure. So it kind of kept rolling over, meaning that if he were to told ever, like T O L D T O L L T O L L E D told. Yeah. What did I say? T O T O L. Yeah, we, we, told? We, we've been having that conversation. T O T O L L. Yeah, like a toll. Like you pay a toll. Oh, like a like a like a toll. Okay. Yeah, I get <laughs> yes, it. Like a I toll. get it. Like a toll and road. It told. Okay. Anyhow, how about it just continued? Anywho, in perpetuity. Okay, go with that. Okay. Meaning, if he were to resume his NFL career, he would remain under contract to the Colts, and any improper contact by another club could constitute a violation of the NFL's anti-tampering policy. And the Colts have asked the NFL to look into the possibility that the Commanders were sniffing around Andrew Luck. Well, I mean, is that is it like, hey, what are you doing? Have any interest in playing again? Is that is that tampering? Yes. Well, I didn't offer you a contract. I just asked if you were interested. Yeah, but that's that's like recruiting. What if what if he says yes? Then you contact the Indianapolis Colts to see if you can work out a trade. What if that's news to the Colts that Andrew Luck is 
thinking about playing again. Well, why didn't they ask him? That just seems like sour grapes to me by Jim Irsay. Doesn't it just seem like, like, dude, you do you think in passing you bump into Andrew Luck at whatever Andrew Luck is doing at a beard convention or whatever he's at the a- Abraham Lincoln, you know, like you're, one of those Civil War reenactments, right? You you take your family to a Civil War reenactment. You're a GM of the Washington Commanders. It's right there in Annapolis, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, man, that looks like Andrew hey, Luck." Is that Andrew Luck playing dead there in Gettysburg? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're like, "Hey, dude," you tap him on the shoulder, and you're like, "When you're done playing dead, are you interested in playing football?" I would think that Jim Irsay and the Colts have had this conversation with Andrew Luck every year. They check in, right? Wouldn't you think you, you would think yes, call would think. up? Yeah. How you doing? Any thoughts about coming back? Right. Sure. How you feeling? Sure. Yeah. I. I, I mean, I don't. Did you think like that how Andrew thorough Luck, is that investigation going to be? No, I don't think it'll be that thorough. But did you think Andrew Luck would, when he stepped away in 2019, did you think it would last this long? Or did no, you I thought I thought he was going to come back. I did think he was going to come back. But obviously, the door still open. It just t- shows you the. Uh, desperation of the quarterback position in the National Football right, League right now. Right. Like Andrew Luck is beat up. Now, he's a, a damn good player. Don't get me wrong, but beat up, walked away, couldn't stay healthy, you know, on and on it goes. And yet there are still teams looking at Andrew Luck. What, he hasn't played since 2019, you said? Yeah. That Sign you, me up, right? That you look at him, hasn't played since 2019, and that's a better option than the people you have in your building. Who would you rather have, Andrew Luck having sat out for the last four years or Sam Howell? I, yeah, that's a great that's a great Sam Howell. When you hear Sam Howell, what do you think of? Instantly, I think of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> okay. Thurston Howell. Thurston Howell. Right. right. Yes. The third. Right. That's what I think of. Lovey. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> he does. Okay. I mean, yeah. you're, that's he, a deep pull. I mean, we've, we've got like three people here backstage uh, watching this who have no idea what who Thurston about. Howell is. They have no idea. Well, you need to watch Gilligan's Island. All right. Then. I mean, yeah. Ginger and Marianne, I suggest yes. you look that up, YouTube that, mm-hmm. and then report back to me. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you have Sam Howell as your guy that you're counting on, uh, regardless of, you know, the folks in, and you talk to Ron Rivera, you talk to some of the other people within that organization, um, they love Sam Howell. They think that Sam Howell has got great potential. But what do we always say in the NFL about potential or in professional sports about potential? Potential will get you fired, and potential is a four-letter word. So, I mean, it's great to have, you know, some chutzpah in practice and to chuck the ball down the field and, you know, and to scramble around and make some big-time throws against, you know, the scout team when you're the look squad quarterback. But there's a difference between doing that in practice and doing that in games. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I would totally – I mean, you would think about Andrew Luck and they're – like, if you thought about Andrew Luck, how many how many different teams in the league right now Oh wow! Would you look at and say he would be an upgrade over the what we have currently in our building? In the AFC, like there's the AFC, there'd only be a handful of teams where he would be considered an upgrade. When you think about all the quarterbacks in the AFC right, right now, right? But in the NFC, the NFC is wide open. Top I'm, three right away after Hertz, after Hertz Prescott. Who else is in the NFC? 
Carr. Maybe Kirk, leaving somebody out. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Geno Smith. You wouldn't kick the tires on. Yeah, I would. I would too. Yeah. I would too. By the way, while we're talking about uh, levels of quarterback, have you caught Kyle Brant's QB tiers? No. He's got, he's got different. So he put all the quarterbacks in the AFC and NFC in different tiers. Okay. Tier one, tier two, tier okay. three. You know, typically it's a. Um, mm-hmm. he, he went to a whole nother level in the AFC. He's got seven tiers. <laughs> what, seven tiers? Seven tiers. And there are only 16 teams. Right. But he's got seven tiers. So, like, for example, he's got one quarterback in the top tier. All right. Now I'm, okay, I get that you would put, uh, I'm assuming Mahomes is in it, yes. tier one. Yes, he's by himself. But what about Burrow? Well, Burrow wouldn't be in tier one? I would put Burrow in tier one. Would you put Josh Allen in tier one? But I guess the idea is he 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 believes that Mahomes belongs by himself, and, and you, who can really argue with that? Okay, well, point? all right. So if you're going to go Mahomes by himself in tier one, wait a minute, seven tiers, seven tiers. So it's a lot of everybody's got. Why, why not sixteen tiers? Yeah, Everybody has, a, has their own tier, right? right. Every all guy's right, so got, tell, just pop pop in when you disagree with something. Okay? okay, all right, all right. Tier two, he has Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Just those two. What about Aaron Rodgers? Fair question. But new to the Jets, maybe you want to see but, how but he does, does it, with does the Jets it, before you put him up into but, that, but, that tier. Does that but does that change the quarterback that that you that you're getting? Is it does it change the way that the guy has played, winning a bunch of MVPs over the last four or five years? Because oh, yeah, every quarterback who moves to a new team, it's seamless. Russell Wilson. That's where you say, good point. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, well but, said. Okay, but I don't. I've never thought that Russell Wilson was as good as Aaron Rodgers. No, but you did not think it would be that rough of a first year for Russ. No, that. Yeah, that was okay. Touche. Like <laughs> that was as bad as anything I've ever seen. Well, then see what you think about okay. this. So Kyle Brand again, uh, NFL Network. Good morning, football. Has in his third tier Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. So I guess my question is any one of those three do you believe should be up in tier two? And is there anybody else well, I think missing I, from tier three? Right. I think I've already said you'd put Rodgers up there. Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers up. If what you're about just Lamar? going. What about Lamar? He's going to throw for 6,000 yards yeah. this year. See, that would automatically, for me, drop him a tier. Why? Dude, you just don't come out and say you're going to throw for 6,000 yards. He said he could throw for 6,000 yards now. That he's got weapons that he hasn't had before, and that he could throw for 6,000 yards. That like that's Again, that's Deshaun Kaiser coming out. In the draft several years ago, and saying I've got the brains of Aaron Rodgers and or no, the brains of Tom Brady, and the body of Cam Newton, instantly off my draft board. You're stupid. <laughs> the fact that you would come out and say, "Hey, now I'm going to throw," where I've never thrown for more than 3,200 yards. Correct. Correct. Now he's so gonna, now he's I'm going to double it. I'm going to double my my yardage total because I I got a guy off of his second ACL or whatever in Odell Beckham Jr. That's that's foolishness. That's that's 
Silly talk. Tier four, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Ugh. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, I mean, how can to, you put... To, to how, our Denver fans and Cleveland fans watching right now, what does ugh how, mean? Uh, well, how can you... Okay, so now we're, we're breaking this up like every guy gets his own tier. How can you even put... How could you put Russell Wilson over Tua in the season Tua had? How could you put Russell? How seriously? Trevor Lawrence, right? How could Trevor you put, Lawrence is not in these top four tiers? How could you put Russell Wilson above just about anybody in the AFC? Well, you believe that Russell Wilson's going to bounce back. I you do. Believe last year was an aberration. I do, but but if you watched last year, you couldn't put him. Well, I guess that well, you're uses projecting. my yeah. You're Russell Wilson. Who, who who's behind? All right, so these so those are the two quarterbacks in level four, tier four, now, uh, tier five. Jimmy Garoppolo, all by himself. Okay, he's way, he was way better than Russell Wilson last year, although he's injured a lot. Well, yeah, but you're projecting what you think is going to happen this year. Does it say that in the tiers? I'm. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm. No, that's it's always, it. it's always about looking ahead. Okay, so who else? All right, number six, six tier. Kenny Pickett. Mac Jones, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence. Wait a Who's only Jimmy Garoppolo in Tier 5? Yeah. You got one Tier 5 quarterback? Yes. So he decides that Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence don't will not have as good a season as Jimmy Garoppolo. Otherwise, they'd be in the same tier. That is a kind of, that, that's, that's curious. It's a lot of tiers. And then finally, Tier 7, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. T.J. Stroud, Will Levis. Where is, where is, oh, wait a minute. AFC. AFC, yeah. I was going to say Bryce Young, but he went to Carolina, right? Correct. Boy, boy, you really follow the draft. Like a steel trap, Mike. <laughs> like a steel trap. Like a steel trap. So, anyway, it's it's one person's opinion. It's something you're going to. How many people would you put in tier? Like, if let's let's break it down. Let's do it traditionally instead of 14 tiers for 16 quarterbacks. Let's do it traditionally. Give me four tiers. Okay. Just four tiers. Just four tiers. Like, normally there's tier one, tier two, and then, you know, your tier three is, hey, we can survive with a guy, but we're looking to replace him. And tier four is, this guy didn't have a chance. All right. So, I, all right. Personally, I go Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes in tier one. Okay, we agreement. Yeah, I could I could probably put Rodgers in there, but yeah, I'll, 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 I'll right. go with those two Tier guys. Tier two, I would go Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Herbert, Herbert, and Jackson. Jackson, would you put Jackson in tier two? I don't think you would. You don't like Lamar. I I, I do like well, Lamar. You just told me what you thought about his. Saying he's going to throw for six thousand yards is being just, an automatic disqualification. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. That okay. drops him out of tier right. two. So it's you can't it's, be in tier two no. if you're if you say something ridiculous. So tier two is Allen, Rogers, and Herbert. There's got to be who else? Who else have we got in there? Give me some other well, names. Well, then you're talking about Lamar, Russell, Deshaun. I'd put Trevor Lawrence in. Now I'm not ready to give Trevor Lawrence tier two. Not tier until two. he cuts that Joe Dirt hair. Oh, I love the hair. Joe Dirt, it's, oh, he's, he doesn't it. have no, he has no, no flow. No, that is way volume. too, it's, it's good, way it's too good. poker straight. No, I like it. I do not like I it. I like it. I don't like All it. Right, so we're only going with Allen. Although it is the perfect hair for Jacksonville. Yes. Have you been down to Jacksonville? No, you always have nice things to say about Jacksonville. Whew. Jacksonville is an interesting town. <laughs>
Really? Oh yeah, it's nice. Do say, do tell. Yeah, no, it's just it's, yeah. it, it's you show up in Jacksonville and you're like, really? There's an NFL city here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wouldn't right, put so him in tier two either. Tier two, it's just um, Allen, Rogers, and Herbert. Herbert. So then tier three gets big. Yeah, tier, tier three, three would then be becomes Lamar, mm-hmm. Trevor, yeah, Deshaun, uh huh, Garoppolo. Okay. Would you put Russell Wilson in tier three? I think you, based on nine or ten pro, yeah, I think you'd have to. Last year was just an abject disaster. Okay. So I think you'd have to put him in that tier three. And would you put Jimmy Garoppolo in tier three? Yeah. Okay. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, obviously, if he's he's not injured. Boy, that that does make it. Would you put Tua in tier three? No. No. Tua, well, yeah, I guess I would put. Yeah, I put two in tier three. Okay. Yeah, and that, then that would be the cutoff, and then I would I would go tier four would be the, everyone else, Pickett, Mac Jones, and then the rookies. Fair. Yeah, I think that's I think that I think we've sold Big tier three. Right. So if you're a fan of one of those tier three quarterbacks, it's like okay, are you ready to make the yeah. jump to get up to tier two, which is where you have to be at a minimum. Mm-hmm. If your team's going to be any kind of a threat yeah. in the AFC, right? See, Jackson would be Jackson. You'd have a hard time keeping Lamar Jackson at tier two, um, even with the six thousand yard comment. But yeah, I, I might have to. I might have to move him up on just pure athleticism and what he's been able to do from that position. But but either way, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't smirk at him being in a tier two one of the reasons why you're upbeat on the idea of russell wilson bouncing back is because sean payton's in charge yeah and already things are different over there in bronco land huh yeah oh your spies you got spies yeah so like i always think the way you the way you run the organization the way you you know operate within the organization obviously very important and you know i've been I've been places over the last five or six years, you know, traveling around Fridays, being at, 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 you know, the home team's facility, watching practice, being in their building and all those kind of things that go on. And, um, you know, there's, there's this kind of separation of church and state, if you will. Like when you're downstairs, meaning the locker room, the cafeteria, the weight room, that's for essential football personnel only, or should be. The good organizations, that's just the way it operates. Like, like the guy from the business office isn't getting a quick sweat in in the weight room that the players use. Get the out of here, right? Like, what do you like? Who let this guy in? <laughs> you know, right? The, the ch- hey, Kenny Pickett, can you give me a spot? Yeah. Go for a personal max here, 185. <laughs> right? Right. Hey, when you're done fucking around, get out of the gym, man. I gotta get I gotta get some work done. Right. Like that kind of thing, right? Right. So I've been at the Broncos facility on a Friday, you know, preparing for a game, watching practice, meeting with the coaches, before meeting with to, the players. You go to, I, I, I'm yeah. sorry, but before what are Friday practices supposed to be? What 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 are teams? How important is a Friday practice? Friday pa- practice is essentially a dress rehearsal. Okay, so really, what you're trying to get done is you're trying to be on the field and off the field as quickly as possible. 
without any repeats. You want to make sure that 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 you go through practice each period, whether it's you know base, it's nickel, it's it's blitz pickup, it's red zone, it's short yards goal line. Um, you know you want to go bam 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 bam. If it's five plays, it's five plays that are run to precision with quickness, without repeats. You know, no offsides, no drop balls, no like that thing. That thing needs to hum, and. You shouldn't be on the field for more than an hour and 25 to an hour and 30 minutes. Like, that's how it's supposed to operate. And you don't need non-essential people hanging around practice. You don't need a bunch of suits out there. And so I've been over there, and, you know, you, you walk in after practice, you get some lunch before, before you start the meetings or whatever. And I've, I've seen, like, people – from the business office entertaining clients or whatever. Like I've seen this in several places I've gone to around the league. I did a game in Miami where there must have been, you know, 15 different business suits on the sideline on a Friday practice. I'm like, I'm watching practice going, Mike Shanahan would absolutely blow a gasket if this was going on during a Friday practice. And so I understand that, like non-essentials have been basically excommunicated from downstairs. Like, d- dude, you don't need to come in Friday in hopes to see Russell Wilson eating lunch so you can introduce him to your clients. That's that's unacceptable. It's for players. It's for coaches. It's for the equipment staff, the training staff, and the weight room staff. That's what downstairs is for. Not so you can, you know run a couple of clients or come down and get a couple autographs for the kids. That stuff, there are people, when I played for both Washington and and Denver, there are people in the front offices that I've, I've never, I wouldn't know, heard their names. I wouldn't know their face. I couldn't put their face to their name. Like, that's how it's supposed to be run. My understanding is John Payton has come in there and put his foot down. Non-essentials aren't allowed downstairs. You're gonna you you go through the the entrance in the front of the building that you go through, and you know never the two shall meet. Because because as you describe it, I, I can imagine plenty of people are, are, are watching this, listening to this, saying, "Come on, is it really that big of a deal? How much does that matter when it comes to winning football games on a Sunday?" But but you're telling me, and you travel all around the NFL, so you see all these different buildings. You're telling me it is cut and dried. It is black and white. That the teams that adhere to this idea that, hey, only essential football people, they're the ones that tend to be the successful ones, whereas the ones that, hey, it's a free-for-all, they tend to be the, the bad teams. Is it is it that cut and dried? Uh, no, it's probably not that cut and dried, but it's, it's, it's all kind of stacking. It's like the building blocks of creating a good franchise. It's, it's this is what's expected of us as a football team, and I don't want to take your focus away from what you're doing for two seconds. The other thing I don't want to do is invade on your personal space, your kind of quote-unquote sanctuary. Like, you know you know, in the locker room that you've got a media session from whatever to whatever, and a lot of guys hide. They just don't go in the locker room mm-hmm. at that time. They hide in other places of the building. So if I'm trying to get away from the media and hide in the weight room and I go into the weight room or I go into the cafeteria to hide from the media and there's 14 business people in there, like now, now I got to find a different place to hide. Now I got to go in the training room. Like, like that, that stuff matters. 
you should that should be a sanctuary for players. And I'm not trying to be a, a jerk, but it's it is the way it is. And the other thing is, man, when you and I are together and we're in the locker room, I should be able to flip you a bunch of grief. You should be able to flip it back without having to worry about being politically correct and somebody like it's true. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And like I I for one, I look at little things like that. Little things become big things. That's a little thing that one establishes this is who we are as an organization. This is the way we do our our business. And this is just one more way that Sean Payton will take care of his players. And that that matters because it it matters the way like the way you run your organization, the way you demand from your coaches, the way you demand from the organization. But also, you know, Sean is is notorious for for being you know some would call him a tyrant, mm-hmm. but for for being a hard ass and making sure things get done the right way, but also for taking care of his players. Yeah, you've 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 mentioned that 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 was one of the keys to his success in New Orleans was that he was really good at. Instilling that fear, there was no doubt mm-hmm. who was in charge, but yet still hugely popular with the players because he really took care of the players and tried to take care of the players and look out for the mm-hmm. players. And we had one of our uh, people who covered the Broncos say, yeah, you know, occasionally a, a Sean Payton thunderstorm will roll through that building, but all in all, right. he's, he's pretty chill when it comes to the players, and, and this would seem to be an example of that. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's any question. I think that you, you can't understate like when you're building a culture. We always talk about you got to build this culture, you got to do this, you got like all those little things manifest into big things. And those little things like now I can go into the cafeteria and I can bring my playbook in there, eat lunch and study something without having to worry about somebody, you know, leaning over my shoulder and looking at it. Right? That matters. Mm. There's there the, that stuff to me is in that's important stuff. And then again, that kind of feeling of of uh, this is our little private sanctuary. It's our little private, you know, kind of players club, if you will. And I think all that I think all that stuff um, studying like you could just have a real live, honest conversation sitting there having lunch about football without worrying about giving up trade secrets. Like who's this guy sitting over here with who's who's the dude in the business suit with, you know, four kids and family members and having lunch? I don't know that I don't know them. So now all of a sudden you and I we're trying to have a real live football conversation. You're like, hey man, we gotta keep this to ourselves. Right. And then you go in the locker room, something else happens, and now this important football conversation that you're about to have to really discuss, you know, whatever the concept is. And I can't tell you how many of these conversations I have, like I used to like identifying the mic, like identifying the mic backer. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many guys struggle to identify the mic and how simple it is? Yeah, quarterback comes to the line. We all see it every every Sunday. Hey, fifty six, the mic. Right, and they re-identify the mic based upon how they want you to turn protection where they want you to go to. So, like, I always I used to just tell people guys this all the time, like. Identifying the mic is easy. Can you count to two? Well, yeah, I can count to two. Okay, do it for me. Okay, let me. Okay, let me give you this. Right. I'll give you this test. Mike, can you count to two? Sure. Okay, do it. One, two. Okay, perfect. You can do it, right? So number two 
is essentially going to be the mic. Meaning that if you're in a three linebacker set, either side you start from, whoever the outside player, the outside linebacker or nickel guy, if you're in a nickel defense, that's one. Okay. So that is, let's call him the will. Okay. That's one. Two is the mic. Three is the Sam. Okay. Let's start from the other side, the strong side. One is the Sam. Two is the mic. Three is the will. It's, it's pretty simple, right? So, but a lot of guys will try to memorize numbers. Like, okay, 56 can be the mic. His backup is 52 and his backup is 54. Well, what happens if 47 comes in and, and they're, <laughs> they're playing Penny? <laughs> like, you're like then, then who's the mic? I don't know. Like, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Let's just start counting our number count stuff. Right, right. But you're having these conversations, especially with young guys yeah. that haven't played. And you're like, hey, man, this is an easy way to figure this out. And, and oftentimes it's deeper concepts, you know, from a protection standpoint or what I'm looking at. But do you feel comfortable having that conversation in the cafeteria when there's 14 business people in there? Probably not. Okay. All right. So just little things like that matter. So if you're a Broncos fan, this is this is good stuff. It's really good stuff. What you're what you're hearing. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, the next time we talk, big event coming up later this Schedule week. Schedule release show. And I don't know how you are. I love it. I know I can't wait for the schedule to come out. I start looking at the game. Right, the matchups. Putting W's and L's next to everybody. And yeah. I always just look great. at I look at the I don't know go I I hate going, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win, that's a loss. Because you're never right. But no, I would end up being kind of close. I always look at it and go, that's a nine and seven team, or that's you know, eight and eight. That's a yeah, like but, you're usually pretty close, yeah, right? But how do you get to nine and seven right. or eight and eight? But the when you go win, 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 loss, loss, you never you're never right. It's always they like lose one they should win, they win one they should lose. But yeah, I can't wait for the schedule release. It's just another way the uh, NFL dominates the landscape of sports. As I've <laughs> joked on this podcast many times, the NFL is a three hundred and sixty five day a year beast that needs to be fed. And this is one of the ways of doing it. There's no question. Hey, for everybody involved in the Sink and Truth podcast, we thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you uh, after the schedule gets released right here on the Sink and Truth podcast.